When Seamus O'Leary was young, his mother introduced him to gardening. He spent his early years at a boarding school outside Chicago, where he was surrounded by a state-protected woodland, so it was natural that Seamus developed an interest in trees. I like to say that what we're selling is education and the trees are free. Although his passion for horticulture runs deep, his passion for a certain tropical tree runs even deeper. In today's episode, we're answering a question about that tree. It's from our listener, Andre, who said he is a bit of a gardening fanatic. His question reads, I hear all the time that avocados cannot be grown here, with the ever more common exception of the Aravipa avocado, a tree that is native to Arizona. What is the story behind this tree and why does it do so well in the valley? Producer Keith Reed spoke with multiple experts about this specific fruit-bearing tree to find out if it's able to withstand Arizona's harsh climate. Keith, take it away. In order to answer this question, we must first figure out why it's so novel that avocado trees can or seem to grow in the valley. I reached out to Tracy Rhodes, a trail horticulturist with the Desert Botanical Garden here in Phoenix. She explains why avocado trees in general are difficult to grow. The thing about any avocado tree that is sort of hard to get away from is that they are a very high water use tree. Um, the estimates of how much water it takes to develop one avocado can range from 18 gallons to 85 gallons. That's for one fruit. So it's not the most water efficient uh, tree you can grow here in the, in the low desert particularly, I would say. I mean, it's a, it's a novelty tree. It's a tree that um, rare and uh, tropical fruit growers uh, are really interested in trying to make work out. The avocado is a pear-shaped large berry fruit containing a single seed. It's native to Central America and Mexico. There are over 500 varieties in the world that range in size, texture, and shape. Climate dictates where they can actually be grown. Mexico is the leader in the cultivation and production of avocados. Regardless of where they are cultivated, they all have one thing in common, tropical climates. So, is the avocado native to Arizona? No, it's not native, according to Rebecca Senior, a certified arborist of the University of Arizona. Rebecca said that there are no avocado trees native to Arizona, but with specific care, people have been successful in the cultivation of the Aravipa avocado tree. With all that being said, why and how are avocado trees able to survive in the Arizona desert? And where are they coming from? Tracy Rhodes is back to tell us where she thinks these Aravipa avocado trees came from particularly a unique tree that lives northeast of Tucson. The theory is that this tree had been cultivated by homesteaders back in the turn of the, the 20th century, so the 1890s maybe. They had planted these uh, citrus orchards down there, and uh, it's thought that perhaps one of the orchard workers had an avocado that they dropped the pit into the, the dirt of the citrus orchard as they were planting, and that's how the tree developed. There's only one of them. Yes, you've heard that correctly. There's only one tree. But how has it survived if the climate in Arizona isn't exactly suitable for its particular conditions? I reached out to urban horticulturist Michael Chamberlain of the University of Arizona for answers. I think that this is a case of what's called survivorship bias, where we have a single individual that has survived a difficult situation. And so a lot of credit is given to this one individual when a lot of it is circumstance and chance. So Aravipa Canyon itself is a, 
uh, a very special environment, a very unique environment. It's a deep canyon with perennial flowing water in the desert. Um, but it really should not be considered a desert environment because down in this riparian corridor, uh, it's filled with shade trees and uh, aquatic plants in the water, which are sustained by that permanent water. Uh, and from what I hear, this avocado tree is located uh, close to uh, an area that has permanent water. Uh, and so it's really a very different situation than you would find uh, in, in almost any other part of the desert. Since there's only one tree, the mother tree, I wondered why and how people are getting avocado trees here in Arizona. I spoke with Seamus, who we heard from earlier in the episode. He also sells Aravipa avocado trees in three and seven gallon sizes. On my mission to find Seamus, I left downtown Phoenix. I took two buses south and walked for what seemed like forever. I finally reached his nursery on 19th Avenue which is very close to the base of South Mountain. I found that the microclimate was teeming with trees, ponds, and much-needed shade. Exhausted from the journey, I made my way to a small stream nestled amongst the trees and plants. Still sweating from the journey, Seamus offered me a popsicle, which I politely accepted. And as I sat down, there it was, an Aravipa avocado tree, just like the ones that I've been researching so fervently. Well, there's actually only one tree and the tree, and this was what intrigued me about it is the tree has been there since at least 1895. And we know that for a fact because the same families own that property uh, since then. And they talk about it in the family history going back till then. So there's only one tree up there. The, the, the mother tree is how we refer to it. So if there's one mother tree, how is Seamus getting so many to sell? I don't do that with my own hands. Uh, we're a little too busy here. Plus, we have we know people that are a lot better at it, more skilled at grafting and growing trees. So we actually have somebody that does our avocados for us, and those are always grafted. Um, this particular family has been doing it about 80 years. And so I think it was probably about seven or eight years ago, we actually gave them some budwood from the Aravipa avocado. And then they grafted onto their trees. And then the following year, they were able to take budwood off of those trees and start reproducing trees for us for resale. The budwood that is used to help grow these avocado trees comes from the branches of the mother tree. When the trees go through a growth spurt, they start to bud out new leaves. These branches grow out of the sides of existing ones. Those are then cut and attached to trees that are already in the ground to promote growth. We started selling Aravipas about a year or two later. Uh, so this would have been maybe 2014-ish, back when my nursery was operating out of my backyard in North Phoenix. And uh, yeah, I think it was about seven-ish years ago. While Seamus is close with the family that owns the ranch, I stumbled upon Monty Palmer, a rare fruit grower and Mesa resident who has also seen the mother tree. Well, we have an organization, uh, the California Rare Fruit Growers is, has a chapter in the Phoenix area. And so I got to know a lot of other people in the same uh, field of growing unusual fruits. And one of them, uh, their son played football on the same team as somebody who lived in a remote part of Arizona where the Aravipa avocado tree was growing. So there was a contact made there and became part of a, a tour that went out to visit the tree. 
Since avocados require such a specific environment to thrive, I wondered how the mother tree was able to survive for so long in Arizona. Yes, it's in a remote area, and uh, I would say they're, they're probably a bit colder there than in the Phoenix area, but it, but there were swirls on the hills, so that gives an idea of the type of weather that they would have. It's a, a Sonoran Desert climate there, and but there's no other avocado trees around it, and it's a huge tree, and it's quite a, quite a nice place. Tracy and Seamus said that the tree dates back to the 1890s, and by all accounts, it's still flourishing. Monty is back to describe the last time that he saw the tree. We're not scientists, and so we didn't do careful measurements. We didn't do tree ring cores or anything like that. But the tree was large, and two people couldn't reach around it. It took three. And if you can see a picture of it, it's, uh, it's large. I would calculate 50 feet tall. I tried contacting the owners of the land where the Aravipa mother tree lives, but unfortunately, I didn't have any luck. Although the Aravipa avocado tree isn't the most practical tree to grow in the valley, Tracy Rhodes says that planting it and other fruit trees does have its benefits. It's still a worthwhile, you know, way to spend your money versus putting it into a lawn or into ornamental trees because you're feeding yourself in the end. So, you know, I would say if you're if you're going to grow something that's a little more water intensive, you know, fruit trees can certainly be a, a fine direction to take that. Keith, that was fascinating. Thank you so much for that. Um, I actually am allergic to avocados, so I don't know what they taste like, but I understand that people love them, and I am happy to learn about it nonetheless. Listeners, side note, if you're the owner of the ranch where the mother tree lives or you know that person, please contact us as we would love to hear the story. That's all for this week, listeners. Make sure to follow Valley 101 on Twitter at AZC Podcasts and check out the politics show, The Gaggle, where reporters break down local issues and help you keep up with what matters in Arizona's political news. I'm Kayla White signing off. Take care.